0: Yo, first of all filming today, we got a special episode for you guys. My man Shane from Maven Genetics. Really cool story, a legacy player in the yeah. game. SoCal native, he's been in it a long time. Make sure you stick until the end. Drop a like, drop a comment, and subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. And if you haven't already, go to fsotd.com. We got three tiers for you guys to choose from. Shout out to the tier three gang. We appreciate you guys, all the support, all the love, If you haven't joined the family, highly, highly recommend. Come join the family, see what all the hype's about, and go to drdabber.com. If you need the code for Dr. Dabber, you can see that code on the Sponsors tab of our website, fsotd.com. Get the latest code for Dr. Dabber. Get hooked up.
1: Save money. Go get yourself an excess. Wait till you see the flower that Shane put on. I mean, unbelievable, the flower is singing. We get into grow generation, 60 stores nationwide, in store or online. All you gotta do is go to fsotd.com and you can go to the sponsors tab and you get hooked up. That's all you gotta do. It's the same thing with drip hydro. If you aren't happy with the way your flower looks, smells, tastes, yield, all that and you want to try something new drip hydro again super simple fsotd.com sponsors page boom discount hooked up directly with them
0: everybody's switching to drip shout out to grogen and dr dabber and man Maven genetics fire flower fire story and the people behind it are really dope too so shout out to shane shout out to the whole maven team and without further ado let's do this
2: appreciate you guys smoking Growing up a surfer and skateboarding and just being a part of that whole movement in my youth, cannabis was like always around and part of it. To be honest, I wasn't the best grower. I think I threw in the towel at 4,300 a pound, like when I wasn't getting those numbers and I could source it and and make more. That's when I was like, I don't really need to grow anymore. And then I started seeing people put stickers on the jars of the weed that I was selling them and it made me think about branding a little bit. So that was kind of like a little light bulb that went off. And I was like, hmm. The best thing about it is like our synergy and then we'll throw a bunch of shit against the wall, see what sticks, we'll talk about how it's gonna work. It's a very large group effort. We're very particular like on our craft and and the quality that we bring to the industry. That's kind of what Maven means. It means connoisseurs, experts in a specific field. It was really unique for us to curate this brand with meaning and really kind of stay true to the craft.
0: Hey, what's good, everybody? It's first smoke of the day. It's your boy Pat God's here in the building. Here with my co-host Blackleaf. What as up, always. yo? Today we got a California native in the building. My man Shane from Maven Genetics. What's good, homie? What's good, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Honor to have you, bro. and Thank You came you. correct. We try, man. <laughs> you came correct, bro. We 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 love to see it for real. You got
2: like products on products. We do, man. I just think uh it's a full lineup. Know, yeah, you got you got the full lineup here. Um, you know, just, just being able to cultivate all of our own product. We just try to stretch it as far as we can to really, uh, showcase the craft and diversity of what we're capable of doing.
0: And I, I love your brand. Um, first had it maybe three, four years ago. Um, I think it was in Sweet Flower or something like that. You guys, we're not in Flower yet, but we're, we're out and about, we're out there. Uh, maybe it was, in, man, I forget which one it was, but it was something like a blue strain or something. The, the blue Lotus. Yeah. yeah, blue I think Lotus. so. Yeah. Yeah. I love, and I love the branding. I love the packaging. And then most importantly, the product's amazing.
2: Thanks man. Appreciate which is guys. what really
0: won me over. So met you at, uh, ZA Olympics this last yeah. time. And after that, I was like, yo, we got to get, we got to get the homie on for sure. Thanks, man. Cause that, that, that was the point when I knew like, oh, I see why. I like the product and I like the brand and yeah. everything else.
1: Appreciate you guys. Absolutely, bro. Smoking. I mean, he brought us this French laundry, but I mean, this is nuts. This is absolutely gorgeously grown flour.
2: Thanks. Like top yeah. notch, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Our cultivators, man, Chad and Aaron, we got a pretty good team back there that are just like super passionate about what they do. And to have guys like that on your team and see eye to eye with the expectations, um it's just like such a magical thing to have your team on board to really make it all come together you know yeah
0: gives me the old school homegrown fire and that's when i know that it's like oh yeah these like guys are guys small batch boutique these guys five, around, you know yeah
1: hell yeah oh you can see the full calyx it's you can see the smoke. heads on the calyx mm-hmm. like it, it's been trimmed handling the care. stem
2: yeah exactly yeah. yeah we're like very like in tune with not touching the bud too much and you know, just the, the hand trim quality aspect to make sure the bud always looks aesthetically the way we'd like it to. You can tell without all the products, a lot of love goes into these jars, (laughs) you know,
0: sure. (laughs) That's dope, man. And you've been, you said 24 years. Yeah. I got about 24
2: years in the industry. Veteran status. Yeah. I think underneath all this long hair, it's all gray, you know, it's so much stress from, from everything, but it's been an awesome roller coaster ride to make it this far. And Yeah, man, 24 years. Still be standing and still loving it. Yeah, still loving it. Um, Comes with a lot of challenges, but I think everything does when you're passionate about something. And uh, we're just excited to, you know, do what we do and and bring to the industry the quality that we we feel like people are looking for, you know? So I definitely want to get into the Maven genetics story,
0: but first... Let's talk about the Shane story. <laughs> How did it all start for you getting into cannabis? Oh, and obviously being from SoCal, your journey, it definitely, I'm sure it's
2: a you know deep rooted. Yeah. You know, if you look at SoCal, um growing up a surfer and skateboarding and just being a part of that whole movement in my youth, cannabis was like always around and, and part of it. Um, and then as I got older, you know, friends of mine, uh in like the traditional market, I guess you could say, were popping off OG when it wasn't like an oversaturated market. And I was trying to go to college and I was like, fuck dude, I want to be doing that. Um, but it wasn't really my time. So uh, I don't know, I was going to school and I would start to smell people leaving when I was working in a little parking booth, you know, trying to get you guys the, the short version of what could be a long story. And I was like, what are you guys paying for, for A's? You know? And I was just taking notes on what people were paying. And then I met a group in Orange County that happened to be big weed movers and they didn't really show me too much, but enough to like know what they did. And then I was like, give me a QP, you know, and they broke it down for me. And I started selling eights eighths out of the parking booth. And then that turned into bigger units, saved up enough money to uh, move into a house at like 22 years old. I just lied on all the paperwork and like did all that shit just to say that I had money coming in and I had nothing. But I did have some money saved from uh, the old parking booth days that turned into packs and like bigger volume. And then, um, yeah, man, then moved into the house and started growing one room uh, of Bubba Kush and one room of OG, didn't have to do the parking garage ticket thing anymore, got through school and just kind of followed my passion for cannabis. You know, it wasn't as like solid as it was back then. It was more like a money opportunity and just to try to get through college without having to work the shitty job. And then I just kept following it and, and saw... You know, saw a little something, that little light at the end of the tunnel, I guess, you know, and just kept following it. Did you know
1: somebody to be able to get access to Bubba Kush and it? because like these are rare genetics. Even then these are like top priority genetics.
2: Yeah. My boy, Justin, um, and my partner, Dave, you know, like our whole crew had like pretty good connects to those specific genetics. And when I was watching them grow it. I was like, fuck. And I was the guy still having to buy it for 500 an ounce, even off my boys. So I was having to sell it at like 70 bucks an eighth. You know and and uh it just kind of evolved and then when i put my boys uh in orange county on game i was like yo give me your harvest i'll move it for you and then connected my friends in la and then uh we just had this one big happy family kind of feeding each other and just boosting each other you know with that opportunity and uh it was really cool to watch it all like unfold and you know the whole bubba kush and og days 7200 pound the chronic yeah it was a lot different back then too. Like when I looked at how OG was before it was like all over the place, you know, I still, I still miss the Bubba a lot, but man, OG back in those days, I don't, I don't really see too much of it looking like that anymore. I think there's one gentleman out there, Josh D who could really hold it down. And he, uh, he's been able to keep it consistent, you know, it is weird. It's uh, it's, a lot
1: of strains they would say that about these days right from old you know we hear that with the sour a lot is that like man it just doesn't something about it's not and and it's not just nostalgia because you bring out that super sticky batch of sour that super sticky batch of bubba i miss bubba
2: a lot we still have it It just didn't yield a lot you know what i mean so for us to put it in full production it's kind of a nightmare but i'll talk to the team and see if we could put together a little little side percy batch you know i miss it too because like yeah, it's
1: 50% leaves. I remember Bro, trimming the them. leaves are like
2: this big. You know, you're like, what the fuck? But
1: and, and like even the nug is a nug coming out with leaves shooting out from wild, it. And It's all man. frosted, but it's like you see these little heads and then it's just like squatted plant. And you're yeah. like, that's everything? Yeah. Back then, you were just stoked, period. Now, next to like a wedding cake or a sherbanger, you know, you'd be like, nugs this big compared to like this tiny little pod, you know, with just leaves. But- what a special strain like the p- packs look like uh, almost like silver mm-hmm. i haven't yeah. seen anything like that billy kimber was the only og i've seen where it has like a
2: silver tint where you look at the whole pack and you're like it's like silver yeah it's a special strain man like you could smell it when you burn it the blowout just like that particular kush man it was just like uh something really special you, you know it when you smell it in the air yeah, for sure.
1: Which one was your favorite back then growing the OG or the Bubba? I mean, the Bubba was
2: just such a nightmare to grow. I was doing it in those bucket systems, you know, so I had like one room of 48 and another 48. And, uh, I don't know, man, it was just like, uh, OG was easy to grow. Cause you would just trellish a room. And then Bubba would just have these crazy families. And then the underneath shit would just be so larfy, and no one was really manicuring back then. You were just going for it, you know? And, and, uh, I don't know. I missed the bubba a lot, but I think growing OG was uh, much easier.
1: What was life like back then? As you're you're learning to basically run a room or two rooms.
2: Um, to be honest, I wasn't the best grower. You know, I think I got away with murder back then because, uh, like I keep saying, is like that not overly saturated market. You could produce what people wanted, and it didn't have. Uh, the expectation that the industry does today. And we were just so fortunate to be doing what we were doing back then, which we weren't supposed to be doing, but we loved it so much. Um, I don't know. I I personally got away with murder because I was not the best grower, but I did have a couple decent to where I thought I was on the right track, but I think I just didn't really understand like climate control and all the little details that truly go into craft cannabis And then, um, I think I threw in the towel at 4,300 a pound. Like when I wasn't getting those numbers and I could source it and and make more, that's when I was like, I don't really need to grow anymore. And then I started vending to a lot of the shops. And then I started seeing people put, uh, like stickers on the jars of the weed that I was selling them. And it made me think about branding a little bit, you know? So that was kind of like a little light bulb that went off and I was like, Hmm, you know, and there it was just like paying attention to the industry's pulse and trying to elevate what my experience was and trying to think on the big picture. If you look at like prohibition, it all came from people just doing their thing. And then it blew up into something acceptable. And I just saw that in cannabis. What, what about what years were that? Uh, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Early 2000s yeah. for sure. Did you ever like go up to the Bay and see what they had going on too? No, because I was so busy in LA with all the shops and getting those BC loads, you know, and, yeah. and it was easy to go sort all the packs out, load up, go hit all the shops, circle back. Because the handshakes back then with the guys you were working with meant something. You know, in today's market, it's a whole different Fuck game the in the crazy. legal world, bro. You can't even fucking get paid. But You'd back think it then, would be the opposite. Yeah, you would think it'd be the opposite. Which but man, is insane. I, I shook hands with so many people back then. And they'd even call me earlier for my money and I would be paid out and we would just keep carrying on. And, and it was a beautiful thing. Like the synergy back then was just like the handshake actually met something. And nowadays, it's a little difficult. Even in the legal industry, it's like like you can you know, have a contract; they don't mean uh, anything. You know,
0: you you could almost have um something that they put down
2: as leverage or any of that shit, and it's like means nothing at all. No. It's, like, it's sad too because like is. a lot of people work their ass off. You know, like people with families, people that work off commissions, people that have bills. Like they're not getting paid until their their um, invoice is taken care of. And I, and it it breaks my heart, dude, honestly, because I know how hard it is out in the field and I see these people working just as hard and I'm just like, wow, man, like that's, that's kind of, you know, sad, a little upsetting. And I hope the industry changes one day for the better where the handshake actually means something, you know? It's definitely fucked up. It is. We got to get past that part if we ever want to,
0: uh, be a contender in what corporate America does to small business and to any emerging industry that's going to come from something like this, you know, cause it's inevitable. And we were talking about this on off the mic before, but people in cannabis got to collaborate more band together and legacy is going to have to support legacy. And even for people that are newcomers as well, that really enjoy the, the, the smoke and they're coming from the small business side, everyone's got to click up and get together so that yes. it'll be, you know, there's something there's something in some sort of foundation laid to where people can still exist and not everyone just get wiped out. And it'd be a figment of all everyone's imagination of yeah. a, a pastime that should've would've could've
2: never happened. I think the legacy legacy conversations are so dope because we were all doing the same thing at the same time, but have had like similar, but also very different experiences. And to share those stories when you're in the room with a bunch of OGs is so dope. And then when I see the new cats coming up and what they're doing, it's also special to kind of see what the new people are up to and how they've evolved to the industry and give them a couple tips because they're so eager to be on the shelves with just anybody. And it's like, don't be so eager to be on the shelves with just anybody. You kind of want to build your partnerships to have longevity in the game. And that's where things start to get real serious and you look at this industry as a real business and don't be so thirsty to just work with anybody like you gotta you gotta build those partnerships and make sure the handshake once again is actually worth something you know
0: damn bro you gotta dab everywhere we go it's discreet it's portable nobody knows drdabber.com use the code get your access now
1: so true and one of my favorite times uh, og times is getting around a bunch of other people in the industry rolling up some joints and everyone's got their flavor they've been working on. Or, or sometimes it was everyone has the same strain they've all been growing. So now you see what everyone's working with and telling stories and t- telling tech. Well, why did this this time? Well, why'd you do that? Okay. And then like, well, my boy, man, listen to what happened. Those like circles was this almost like the beginnings of this, this podcast. Is you and I having these conversations and le- about the industry, about where things are going, about the strain, about why this one smokes different than that, about why this doesn't, and then it's just evolving to this conversation about business and life. And but the, like those were some of my favorite times. Was we do a lot less of that now? I feel like because there aren't a lot of congregating places. Like when I, when we see each other, it's at events. Mm-hmm. It's the last time I saw you. Yeah. So you know it's it's changed a lot. I think, and I love that you're talking about getting back to that.
2: Absolutely. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like more of the brands, if we were able to get together and almost like have an alliance to like maybe stay current with, you know, what's going on in the industry and start vetting your partnerships a little bit more. And, you know, I don't want to be too much of an (laughs) asshole, but it's almost like, hey, don't fuck with certain people, bro, and be too eager because you know, that, that handshake over there doesn't mean anything. And they're going to, and they're going to tell you that it does. And you're going to be like, Oh, this is a great opportunity. But at the end of the day, you could sink your ship. You know, like there's these new brands, like I was saying that have, you know, whatever the rotating capital is, that's all they got. They've worked really, really hard to have that, right? You're just getting off the ground. You're trying to build your brand. You're excited about it. It could also be the most devastating experience ever when you're all in and you're crossing your fingers, you know, because everyone's robbing Peter to pay Paul in this industry and doing this weird rotating thing without being transparent. It's like, dude, I don't have time for you to delay on paying me when I have to keep the lights on. I've got staff, I've got packaging I need to buy. Like, you know, these partnerships are huge. So I would just take You know, everyone that's trying to get into the industry right now, or like, you know, just the steady pace wins the race approach and just really vet these people to make sure that you have a good partnership, you know? Yeah. Take your time when picking partners. Yeah.
0: I've learned that the hard, I think most of us learn that the hard way. Still learning it. (laughs) You need to know somebody for at least like a year before they can, you're going to see how they handle the highs the lows and everything in between Oh yeah, and decide for yourself, does their handshake mean something? Oh man, you know, yeah. which is few and far between, you know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and it's Absolutely. not just in this industry, it's in business altogether, everything,
2: you yeah. know, it's life shit. Absolutely. You know? That's why like when you build those good partnerships and there's transparency, it's so refreshing, you know what I mean? To cut out all the bullshit. Cause I think we all deal with enough as it is. And just those genuine partnerships and that organic synergy it's just like, it's nice to go hang out with that person outside of like your normal, you know, work routine and like build those like partnerships and talk about collabing or whatever it may be. You know, it's I always think it's no fun at the top by yourself. You might as well bring good people with you.
1: I love that. And I, I agree. Uh, head OGs and people that have good intentions and are in this for the right reasons. Everyone just linking up and collaborating and passing on uh, opportunities that's another big one. Absolutely. Like sometimes a lot of things come your way that you're like, oh, this isn't right for me, but I do know somebody like, that's one of my Mm -hmm. favorite things to do. And I know, like, I say this because I hear your name comes up in a lot of circles in a very positive way. Like multiple growers I've been around when I was like, oh, we got chain from Maven coming on. It was like four or five people in a row were like, Oh, he's great, man. He's an OG, or oh, dude. So he had a thing, man. He did. It was all always positive. That's, that's hard to do that over an extended period of time is like commendable. Thank you. You know, I appreciate
2: you guys saying that. It's it's just a lot of hard work, man. And I don't ever feel like uh, that like self fulfillment because we're always working hard on like what's next what's next and sometimes slowing down a little bit to smell the roses you know is like a thing that i don't do enough of so for you guys to say that means a lot and i appreciate knowing that that's kind of the word going out there because i just i never feel as fulfilled you know i still feel like we're just scratching the surface surface as like a brand and company where i'm like fuck, man maybe we're doing the right thing i don't know you never know You just keep yeah. keep your head down and grinding it is know? hard to like
0: enjoy the moment but be constantly progressing for the future it's a very that's yeah. it's like such a thin line of how do you do that uh, you know most of us I, I would say spend our whole life trying to figure that out you know and driven people are always gonna you know like sell themselves short on how far they've came yeah compared to where they started like it's really hard to acknowledge that but then stay driven for you know to get more into uh you know advancing into the future and being a top contender and, you know, just elevating your game and feeling like we've done it, you know, we've done it, you know, that's a tough tough balance and a tough thing to figure out in your mind as just a person. Yeah.
2: My boy, the Don in Orange County, he's still the Don. Um, He was such a humble dude that put me on game back in the day. Basically one of his like best friends robbed him. And when I first started to work with these guys, they were all counting money in a bedroom and I hate to say, like, not say bye to anybody when I leave. So I like open the room. They're counting money. They're getting ready to go on a trip. And then uh, I was like, all right, we'll see you guys when you get back. Next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call. Hey, where's our money? I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, dude, fucking our house got broken into. You were the last guy there. I'm like, and? And I'm like, fuck. And then one of their boys kept calling me all the time. And I was like, you guys know I don't like this guy too much. I'm like, I just started saving all of his messages because there was a little bit of fuckery going on. And uh, I don't know. Long story short, I had to go through a polygraph test and all this stuff. And I was like, fuck, what am I getting myself into? And then I go over to my boy's house, and the Don's sitting there on the table uh, at the couch. And he's like, where's my money? And I'm like, I don't know you shit, bro. And he's like, just kidding. What are you paying with my team? And I'm like, I'm paying this. He's like, fuck that. You're on my team right now. So, what we were talking about earlier, as far as like work ethic, and being inspired, you know, like he inspired me by his ways of showing how to move volume. Like instead of trying to put 200 bucks on every unit, just put 50 cents and move as many as you can. And then as the industry was evolving, as well as my role with the passion, my team in LA, when I started to kind of be more affiliated with them, their work ethic was unbelievable. So when you surround yourself by good people, That shit rubs off on you, man. Just like toxic people. You don't want to be around it. And you're like, fuck that. When my friends were working hard, like the CEO, Dave, of my company or our company, um, he was such an inspiring guy because he worked his ass off to get what he did. My partner, Mike, Jason, like all of us, you know, Miguel, like everyone that contributes to the brand success. I could really say that I'm truly inspired, like by my team for all of us to like be here and do what we do, you know, that's awesome. Uh, Yeah it's It'll, inspiring bro yeah. to work around hardworking, to talk, be around hardworking people talk about that because
0: um i feel like it's a, it's unique when you see like a band of bosses come together and it's multiple people that are alphas and authorities in their own right but they make it work for the same team in the same group how did that come together and how do you keep something like that together to you know, continue the journey and the progression because a lot of it's just one head honcho and a bunch of helpers. And I know a lot of people listening right now can relate to this where they feel like they're the only one on a certain level and everyone else is nowhere near that level down to help and do whatever it takes, but is less of a student, less of uh, a leader and less of someone that is willing to take charge or, you know, put the skin and, you know, put some skin in the game to be like, I'll bet on this. I'll bet on myself. And then, you know, you get, you get one guy who believes in the vision and believes in himself a lot. And then that person just has like a bunch of assistants, if you will, or people around that they don't believe in themselves, you know? So talk about how do you get a group of people together to all see, you know, see the vision and continue to, take their
2: position and do be the best at it. You you know, a lot of people say you can't really mix friends and business, right? I think we got very fortunate with our group because we don't all do the same shit, you know, like each one that contributes to the company's success or or movement. um, We all do different things, you know, and, you know, my partner, Dave, he's like amazing at what he does to get the company's growth and networking and Mike with, you know, like just everybody's role in general and Miguel with the aesthetic. And then I've got rude dude, Jason on the back end. That's just really QC, crack and whip on the back, making sure everything's up to brand standard, you know, like everyone's role. We don't have to really look over each other's shoulders at all. We all trust each other. Cause it's like, you're not going to let your friends down. You know what I mean? So if you put that into a business perspective and you intertwine the two, we just have a very fortunate thing. That's a beautiful thing. I guess you could say that we all get to work in synergy and then we'll usually cut out of the office. You know, we have our long meetings on Monday. We get caught up on everything, and sometimes they're extremely draining, and you're like, fuck, but it's, it's mandatory. And then Thursday, we try to cut out of the office a little bit early, play some golf, chop it up in a little bit more laxed environment, and then make sure that we uh, implement the game plan on the following week. So we're always in tune with the, what the next move is, and we play chess well together. Damn, that's when I hear that, I think
0: culture. Yeah. And like you got the company culture dialed in. Absolutely. Know? That's uh, it's so important. And I feel like a lot of people are working seven days a week, nonstop, sun up to sundown, trying to get to a point of structure where you can have, you know, authorities and, and the people that can lead up their position, you know, because a lot of us like with startups and stuff, it's everybody trying to do everything. In the beginning, like a little bit of everything. You got to do a little bit of everything. So, um, getting to that point where you're like, you're going to handle this. I'm going to handle this. He's going to handle that. He's going to handle that. And then you kind of know who the team captain is, the glue, keep everybody together. And then, like you said, you have office time and then you have out of office time to be more creative, let more ideas flow, kind of think out of the box a bit more. And then operational time where you're, you know, working in the business and then you get to work on the business. We oh, yeah. talk about that a lot as well, where sometimes you got to draw the line and take yourself out of just working in it all the time. And then so you can work on it, you know, and truly yeah. push more of the vision and get creative and innovate in your own right to, um, continue just, you know, the pursuit of growth and the pursuit of different passions, different visions, you know, yeah. different things that come about. That's a, it's, it's, it's no wonder to see all these products and where you guys are at, because there's no other way.
2: It's like one person can't do it all. No, there's, there's just no way. I think the best thing about it is like our synergy. And then we'll throw a bunch of shit against the wall, see what sticks. We'll talk about how it's going to work. And we really iron out all the details. Sometimes it takes months. It could take a year. It could be longer. We don't really like rush things. But when we decide to pull the trigger on something, it's a very large group effort and we dissect it and then we start over and we go back and forth. Sometimes it's so fucking annoying. You're like, dude, what is this? You know, but at the end of it, I, I hope we have, and think we have a decent result. You know, we have a great team to make it all come together. Absolutely. Yeah. How long's Maven been around? Oh shit. I think we started Maven back in, uh, 2016, you know, and it's development stages were really uh, interesting um, you know, we had a California bear with the green cross and the MVN <laughs> wasn't w- at all what it is. So it's like when you're developing brands, the exciting part is, is where you start and it's not polished or finished yet. And then you watch it evolve into something that you're like truly like proud of one day, like just cause you threw something out there to start in the very beginning. That's not like where it ends. That's, that's kind of like where it starts. And I think like my whole team we really get to look at these things on how to become a better brand and what could help us shine a little bit more. What can we do a little, that's a little bit more unique. And I think all of our heads together make it a success. It's so important. And that's where you
1: see it come together. I like the way you said that that's the beginning because a lot of people will want to spawn off their first logo or their first like reiteration of a design and be like, now that's it. I got to be with that forever. No, I hope I like it enough
0: forever. Or you get What I see a lot of people do is analysis paralysis. They sit there and think everything's got to be perfect before they start. We started this podcast with me running a roadcaster. It was audio only. We had no video people, no designers. We had to figure out and find out everything. But I knew because we had already started brands before, just get started. No one's even going to care how it starts. Just get it started. And then people will look back and be like, damn, you guys came a long way, which is actually it works in your benefit then you'll get, they actually
2: can see that part. Absolutely. And you'll get constructive criticism from the ones that care. Like, they sure. will be honest with you and be like, yo, bro, that shit didn't really hit or yep. whatever. And you're like, thank you for sharing that. Like, I don't really look at it as like, you're talking shit or anything like that. I'm like, thankful for you that. You can tell the feedback, difference. You know, you I'm like, man, we wouldn't know how to pivot if I didn't hear that. So let's go talk about that and see what we could do better next time. Yeah. It's necessary yeah. for sure. Um, and that's a,
0: that, that's a key time to 2016 because, what was it, 2018 was when it went Prop 64? Yeah. Yep. So, you got a little bit of 215 days. Yeah, man. What was it like starting in 2016? In and then it sounds like you were already dialed in with a lot of shops and stuff. We
2: were. And, like, you know, it really started with uh, Dr. K that throws Kushstock, right? Yeah. Um, and the Vader Extract guys. So, I was talking to Lou and George and Kushstock was coming up. And we were having uh, the very beginning uh, phases of building the brand. So Lou was like, yo, I'm going to do 500 pre-rolls for Kush Talk. I'm like, fuck it, I'll do a thousand, right? So me and our partner, Charlie, were sitting there with those like styrofoam knock boxes (laughs) trying to do a thousand pre-rolls. I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is the worst decision we ever made. But at the end of the day, I was like, we're not just going to throw pre-rolls out to this audience. This is our first time to be seen. So we got the little dube tubes. We had big... Maven stickers that aren't even close to what our brand looks like now, but it made a statement and they were like green and black. There were like green font with black on a dube tube but it said Maven about as big as you could fit it on there then <laughs> we had these big aluminum uh like turkey trays i guess you could say filled with pre-rolls and we got out there on stage and we launched pre-rolls all day and it was an exciting moment to see the crowd just going nuts and those in that era like the 215 man it was just like a big party of the cannabis culture without the rules and regulations and uh man to embrace the culture at those times and and have that challenge with good friends that was kind of the real launch of the brand you know Kushstock and the vader guy challenge you know like lou and george man putting us on i thought it was an amazing moment
0: man i'm sick of spending so much time going to the store having
1: to make all of these runs and load all this shit up yo what are you doing here Hash making day. I'm always at Grow Generation. If you don't want to have to always go into the store, it's super easy. They deliver sixty plus stores nationwide. Delivery right to your doorstep and discreet. GrowGeneration.com. Use the code. Tell them the
0: family sent you and get hooked up. Yeah, those those events hit different. We didn't know how good we
1: had it.
2: No, hell no. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Hell no. yeah. Those People were just had turkeys out doing their thing. Oh yeah. And it was cool, man, because they really kind of guided us to like get the booth set up and and really because Vader, man, they were they were branding and doing shit like before a lot of people. And that was very inspiring to see friends kind of push us to want to get on a certain level. And then Dr. Case is such a nice guy like he wanted us to win. And we didn't have like a lot of money at the time to really know what to do with like booths or this or that, you know? And um, he was like, yo, just get this, get a tent. Our whole tent was like this weird street art, very confused branding with the Maven logo. And it had like these paint drips. I wish I still had it, you know, but I think it was just like, I don't want to see that ever again kind of thing, (laughs) but I wish I had it still to look back. And um, ever since like the challenge and the connection to the culture was just like, you thrive off that you know, and a lot of like people with, um, the medical elements would come by our booth. And since we, you know, did that, I was like, fuck, dude, we got to hook this guy up. And, you know, till this day, we still have some of those, uh, supporters that we met from day one that I still talk to. And, uh, it's just like a really cool journey and experience to like have that. Something to be said about connecting with your
1: customer like that, right? Yes. Like the person that comes straight up to the booth and is like, man, I love this about what you do, or you, you get to really read the people who fuck with you the most. Right. And it's like, I cherish those times, even now where it's funny to see, like, we'll run into people. And I'm like, I remember him from a chalice booth. Yeah. Eight years ago, seven years ago, I remember the same per like people follow brands that they love, you know, and that it's the same with us one of my favorite things to do was like go up and pop up on certain brands I haven't seen, or I can't see all year. Sure. You know, or connect with like, Oh, that's the owner. Now I know, you know,
2: it's exciting. You know, it's like, and and I just love watching like the movement grow and like the events become bigger and better. There's so many more events that are coming to market for brands to showcase their craft and just be like, Oh, here we are, you know, it's Olympics. Perfect example with Green Wolf and the Olympics put together, man. I feel like they're like the Grammys of the cannabis industry because they were the ones that really get that pulse in the L.A. market, you know, and and without those guys, brands aren't as successful because now's your time to shine, you know. So for us to be there was an honor and uh, kind of nerve wracking at the same time, because here we are from this like traditional or like legacy PTSD. And now you get to go say, Hey, here we are in front of all those people that some have no idea who the hell you were in the beginning. And now you kind of get a little bit of recognition and like those events, this show, a lot of things that are out there on the up and coming for the, for the industry to thrive a little stronger. It's awesome to see it happening. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. Shout out to Green Wolf. They embrace everybody since 250. Oh yeah.
0: They carried, you know, black leaf in the shop. Like a, a lot of brands, up and coming brands, they have an eye for it. They've stayed tapped in, and then now they're really bringing it full circle. Yeah, with what I would say is probably the best of it in cannabis, like I the one I you. have the most fun at. at Absolutely, least, you man. Know, where I feel like this is us. Like this is a good representation of where we are today yeah. and what an event
2: should feel like and what it should be like you know yeah those opinion. guys they're they're definitely ahead of it and they they put on a professional very well organized event so it's like if you're part of this olympics it's a it's a special moment man it get is. Get to, get i have a good time that. every time i go absolutely so it's probably the the only if not
0: one of the only events yeah. where i'm like oh yeah we're going to that for sure yeah
2: guaranteed yeah yeah it was so funny man like when we were there everyone's like stay by the stage you know you might have to be here and i was like what are you talking about you know and they're like bro you might be getting something yeah and then all of a sudden you're we need the guy with the best hair to come up here and i was like oh <laughs> shit you know and then i'm like fucking all embarrassed and i'm like trying to squeeze through the crowd to like make my way up there and everyone's just like going nuts and you kind of don't know what to say for a minute because it's so like you kind of had shock. And then I had all these things running through my head. I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, you're going to come out there and you're going to, nothing happened at (laughs) all. Like I thought I was going (laughs) to say, and I'm like, what did I just say? You know, like, it's just, there's so much going on and people are rooting for you. Your boys are going nuts on stage and you're trying to embrace the moment, but there's just like, it's overwhelming. But man, I just, I love what events are doing for brands and they're fun because everyone gets together and you get to be with the best of the best, man. It's not just about us getting a trophy. It's just about being seen in general and you're being seen with the fucking best in the industry. That's a win in itself. I don't need a trophy to you know, claim that I'm just happy to be affiliated in, in that box as a win for us.
1: I mean, look at golf,
2: even like sports like that, where,
1: yeah, it's the reason they have eight, 15, 20 competitions a year. And a lot of the same guys are battling each other through those competitions. Yeah. It's like, it raises the bar for everyone, including the patients. Mm-hmm. Cause now they're like, Oh, this guy hasn't done any, he hasn't even left the, the grow in three months to make sure this batch right here was just like that. Yeah. And then, Oh, it's also accessible it's like you you get a peek into the the top craftsmanship of the industry. It's yes. the same with if you go to Michigan, it's the same with you all you go to other places that when there's a competition everyone brings out their best. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. And the patients win, the industry wins, the yes. brands win as long as it's not a money grab. And like the cool thing about Green Wolf is even as a cultivator they source from all over California. Mm-hmm. They don't care if it's right on the border up north, all the way down to San Diego, you go in there and like, everyone's represented. You're like, Oh shit. Skittles from Skittles crew. This from best there. The Maybe. Yeah. Mave and Blackley. like they literally pick and choose batches and cultivators and uh, extracts. And it's always been one of our favorite spots.
2: Yeah. Those guys, they, they definitely know what they're doing. They've been around for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, to be on their shelves, you, you know, you're doing something special just to be able to fuck with them. And uh, yeah, man, it's just it's nice to keep doing what we do and affiliate with great people. You know, yeah. you still grow the OGs. You know, we, we have a couple OGs in the pipeline right now. They just weren't yielding. You know what I mean? Like the battle of cultivation and all the plants characteristics and shit. You're like, all right, which one's going to work? And and you try your best. But uh, we've got a couple new OGs. We had to do some things with tissue culture and try to make sure that when they come back, they're stronger than they were. And you know, we battled a couple cultivation issues in the past, which is like most people in the industry, you have your ups and downs, but we're not just gonna grow it to grow it. We wanna really make sure that it hits the brand's expectations, let alone the people consuming it. So we just, you know, if it's not hitting right now, we'll put it on on ice for a minute and then we'll try to bring it back to see if it's you know there. And if it is, then we're like high five and then we're going for it. But yeah, man, I like I love I love a good OG. The <laughs> PK cut, man, the Miami cut. You know, there's still a couple real legacy strains floating around out there that I could probably have access to, you know, but it's there.
1: What's some of the, your favorite strains you guys have been working on here? Cause I mean, we have a full
2: spread out. Fuck man, I mean, I brought like all the stuff that I brought you guys in these black boxes, when you open it, um, I had a great uh, conversation with our head of cultivation, Chad, and was able to put some genetics together that aren't even out on the market yet. So if you want to get into lineage, I don't have all that info for you at that moment. At the moment, but um, yeah, we're just excited some with purpl- all the new some strains to come. cereal milk. Um, right me personally, I mean, French Laundry obviously has been a hit, or formerly known as French Laundry, I guess you could say. Um, Opal uh, yeah. is a f- amazing strain. You know, that was a very special project uh, that we did um, with the artist Saber. And, uh, the whole cause of that campaign has been awesome and extremely rewarding. Um, but I think I, I'm a, a, like a citrusy, I like our orange Bellini, you know, I just like those citrusy orange noses that come out. Um, the gas ones are always nice, but I just like the dry pull on the citrus and, um, I don't know, orange Bellini to me. And then I would have to say French laundry.
1: Which one's this? I don't know. If, yeah, that might be the Bellini. I think Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks yeah, smells
2: wow. great. Oh, bro. So here, I, I think the sticker's in there right now. Oh, is that? Is that? The oh, or, there we go. The yeah, orange. Exactly. Line. So the orange line. This is a derivative from wow. the orange Bellini. That smells. And fantastic. I'm glad you pointed that out right away because I was like, "Damn, dude, you kind of figured that one out quick." But it's very distinct. I've been doing this before. Yeah, right. You're not new. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh. Oh, that's beautiful, that's bro. Right there. What is Pop this? Pop Rocks. Oh, Pop oh. Rocks. I love. It's got that candy nose to it. Um, big fan of that.
1: Is this? Uh, did you guys hunt this from cedar? Or is this a cut you guys had?
2: I think that you know I, I can't uh, I can't really comment on that. Man. I'm not sure because Chad does so much of his magic. Him and Aaron, you know, back there Fire. in the cultivation, you know, Aaron's been working on this cross pollinating product like or project for such a long time. I can't even keep track. But when I get back there, it's very inspiring to see what these guys are up to in the lab. This is you like know. a different variation of candy right here. Yeah i just had a buddy dude from arizona a big yeah. guy. some
0: gas and a hint of
1: fruit like yeah, in a you, weird way like when you really take that deep really breath dumb.
2: you'll be like wow like i feel like it opens up you know it's like it's cannabis it parallel in a sense nice yeah
1: one of the homies true med from az hit me and was like really you nice. can hunt this one strain down it's called pop right it's so funny that the, he's like they got he's it, like babe, I'm, I'm telling you this is the next wave of candy yeah. this is where it's going I love how fresh everything is, bro. Everything is super sticky. resin. This is like homegrown weed.
2: Yeah. We really take like pride in that, like a cure, you know what I mean? And and, um, just trying to make sure that when it's uh, harvested and cured that it hits the market and not to overproduce things because I felt like we learned our lesson in a thriving market. You could produce a lot of it and then when the economy takes a shit like it did recently, less is more. You know, it's okay to not oversaturate the market with like what people would be like oh that's a great st-. it's like sometimes it's cool to hit the brakes and build that demand back up a little bit but also you're always giving consistently fresh flour. that's huge huge i, I like the
0: statement on the side grown with integrity care and love only the finest flowers selected yeah
2: i like that our cultivations i think are fairly large And so when we go through the process of selecting what we feel like should go towards the brand, it's like, we don't just put anything in our jars. Like we go through it pretty thoroughly and we're like, yeah, this is a good one. It yielded. Let's, let's launch. This reminds me of orange tree. Yeah. It's great. I
1: love that. And it looks like, like a a runce though. It has a runce look, but has a, I mean, this is beautiful, bro. This is the orange. You don't smell much. Orange
2: terps i know anymore i love that one i was always a tangy fan so when the orange julius came out and then it was like you know derivative orange bellini and then it just kept evolving i was like fuck yeah you know just get excited
1: about it absolutely gorgeous terps are just singing Like a fresh, sticky weed that actually, because a lot of people will be like, oh, give it a couple of weeks, it'll come out. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> You're yeah. like, what do you mean? Are we waiting forever. Don't know. It's still curing. Yeah. yeah, it's and, still curing. It's super yeah. fresh. Uh, this is fresh, st- like literally nugs sticking together. And then the terps are just screaming, bro. Yeah, thank you guys. Great job, bro. Thanks. You can tell, like,
0: when I'm smelling it and then I see what it is, it makes sense immediately, which is, you know, what you want when you're you want to be able to smell it look at the name
2: be like oh yeah that makes perfect sense. yeah i packed those kind of tight for you guys yeah, too that, that wasn't that wasn't coming from our uh, shop that was a little handpicked. picked pop, pop rocks yeah i love it very that strain, man. impressive yeah
1: Ve- i mean this is like top tier yeah. just absolutely a lot too
2: oh i think we got the apples and bananas in there somewhere too man that was like a really unique strain yeah beautiful um i love the nose on that and it's just got this gas hit on the back end you know absolutely gorgeous job man well thank you really this opal's real different too. opals great man um you know the story behind that strain is we just started doing these artist collabs and um you know art music fashion all this stuff that goes on with the culture of cannabis um a friend of mine you know suffers from pretty severe epilepsy you know and me coming from like that medicinal era even though it's like recreation is like super dominant you know, when you work in the medical era, you're always paying attention to that. And uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Saber, who was suffering from like, still does, pretty bad epilepsy. So we gave him a bunch of strains for like a, like almost a year. And I was like, go through these and like, tell me, you know, what ones work best for you. And um, after doing a, like a little analysis on the COAs, they had consistencies on the strains that were working for him. And we're not doctors here, you know what I mean? But that was like our easiest way on how to see like what we can do to help someone and the coas and the strains that he liked made the most sense and we were just about to release a bunch of new ones and he really was attached to that strain so uh, art piece that he had just kind of fell right into place allowing him a, a freedom of creativity i guess you could say and that's where the name came about and he's uh been a huge fan of the strain it seems to really help suppress his epilepsy you know what'd you guys find with that what were the consistencies um i don't you know off the top of my head i don't have the coas like for me to like review right now yeah but just looking at them at the moment it's probably more of like a terpene profile dominant thing to where those particular terpenes stood out and that's when we're like fuck dude maybe we're onto something right now and this is kind of cool to see someone's feedback that parallel like that the coa is kind of had something in common and he seems to be doing pretty well with you know indica dominant strains or what those terpenes are in those strains that help suppress his uh feeling of having a seizure so it's just nice to help somebody you know it's yeah without elaborating on like doctor jargon because i don't really have that but just to help a friend and know that our craft is supporting still in the medicinal area it's nice to have you know
0: If you're not happy with your current nutrient company, or you're not happy with how
1: your products or flour is coming out, try Drip Hydro. All you got to do is go to FSOTD.com, get the discount code and driphydro.com or grow generation stores nationwide online or in store. We get you hooked up. You got to try drip hydro. Everybody's switching to drip and whether you want to come in store or you need
0: a drop straight to your facility, grow generation can help you out there. Tell them the first smoke family sent you and get on drip hydro now. Yeah, that's super fulfilling, man. When you got somebody that can benefit off, you know, it is medicine and you're figuring things out to where you know possibly in the future you yeah. can produce something and be like this is for people that suffer from epilepsy sure. and this is why and you know have a case study of it from somebody you trust and the artwork's dope too it's dope that you could bring a full circle and like make it a creation yeah. kind of give them a platform and you know, yeah, and that's grown really,
1: really well.
0: Yeah. Again, like, like grown.
1: this is the thing. A lot of people come with the branding and people come with good design and they have a store. God, what does this smell is like? Phenomenal is it's what it crazy. smells like. Thank you. This is when I pull this out, I'm a, I've been cultivating 21 years. I know exactly what this is. Right? This is called care, love, extra attention, and way more detail. You guys can tell just by the way the flower looks that everyone's trimming it. Everyone's curing it. It's not going into bins roughly. I mean, every single calyx is is perfectly still covered in crystals. It hasn't been banged around. The nugs are cured properly, but are still sticky and sticking together. And it's just you
2: guys crush it, bro. And it's nice to hear that from you as a cultivator that actually like has... You know, a, a passion for the craft and oh. actually do it yourself. Bro, beautiful, right? I can and I can smell the flower from here. I don't have to hold it to
1: my Get face. I'm
2: getting whiffs of it just from opening the bag and putting it in front of the cure, me. man. I mean, you know, as like a connoisseur, it's all about that cure, and uh, we we really try to pay attention to detail for that. Uh, you guys, it's it's uh, it's like that perfect
0: snap cure too. It's not too crunchy. It's not too mm-hmm. wet, and the noses are
1: you can tell with the noses this reminds me of all these like if you took permanent marker and some chem dog and kind of collabed them together it's really different it's got that sweet purple but it's Mm. also got some gas yeah some chemi gas in there too i think that's the next wave bro that's why people are talking about the pop rocks already and i know when people are hitting me up like hey bro i got a finder's fee if you can (laughs) you know i know you know a lot of people but pop rocks comes up and what that also reminds me of is the sweet purple and, and when I say sweet, I mean like that permanent marker, like the Zopaz, a lot of the big strains have, but then now throw either gas, chem, or some other type of complexity in there. I think that's, that's literally where we're going next over this next year, 2024, mm-hmm. 2025 is going to be, they want everything together. So we had the gas, then we had the chems. Now we got the candies. We had the fruits. Okay. Now I want it all i yeah. want the chem with the candy and the fruit and i want it to look purple Man. and be frosted
2: out and you know uh-huh that's this thanks that's this yeah we got an a- awesome team back there and they'll have to make it all come together you know a lot, a lot of, of different strains and
0: varieties and a lot of different uh selection over the different products you guys have what, uh, what brought about the beverages and what have you guys <laughs> learned by making the beverages? I like that
2: it's only 10 milligrams, I see. Yeah, sorry. So, so, so you, can actually, drink, so the you can actually
0: drink one and not be fucking right.
2: Absolutely, man. Because like I get super paranoid and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I enjoy those Give beverages. Shot, I think we're one of the first in Give California to um, do a live resin beverage that's very cannabis-forward. You know, it's basically just uh, carbonated water, live resin, and um it works out well you know it's it's very cannabis forward you know some people are looking at these sugary beverages with lots of flavor that just wasn't the route that we wanted to take we wanted to just kind of keep it true to strain and um it's unique you know it's i enjoy it this is
1: i was expecting a soda i like this this is like um This is like those Pellegrinos that are flavored. Absolutely. And then not. They're calling it a terp tonic. I love this. And then I can taste the weed and not in a bad way. I literally can taste the strain. It tastes like a strain of weed.
2: Yes. That's a peach cream gelato. So it was amazing to partner up with a beverage maker that had the same vision that we did and their knowledge on making this beverage. We learned so much from the process. And it was so exciting to get the feedback that we did because it was just a little outside the box of like other beverage companies like they do an awesome job. I enjoy a lot of them out there on the market. We just kind of wanted to do something with less sugar and more cannabis forward. And um I look forward to the future beverages that we're gonna launch because it's been a pretty pretty fun moment with that one. Dude, this I'm I'm a shit's gotta shit's gotta be good. He's is slam it. good. I'm I am yeah. about to slam this. I had to look to
1: make sure it's not a hundred for the no, whole thing because I was yeah, about yeah, to yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think ten's like a sweet spot. You yeah. Know? I
1: was like, Am I jumping in the deep end of the pool or no. yeah? Put uh, your floaties 100. on hundred yeah. or this is probably, if not my favorite uh cannabis style drink that i've ever had next to thank you i'm a big like sprig soda guy i like that brand sprig Mm -hmm. i actually like a good like 10 20 milligram spritzer seltzer like tonic type of thing this is phenomenal bro thank you you guys really i I like how different this is than everything else i've had
2: thanks man i think with that concept like the peach cream gelato we might do one with the orange Bellini and have that citrus back. Yep. I mean, we're gonna really toy around with it to get those uh, true to strain profiles that are relative to the beverage, and that's like exciting in itself. What's the
0: process like when you guys are like QCing or R and Ding? How how the drink's gonna come out? Did it? Did you test like how well it was gonna come out? What- throughout different ones or how, how does
2: that happen? Yeah. You know, at first, like they had these like slushies that they were pouring it in and there were so many different parallels, but it was like, why are we doing that when it's covering up the true profile of this beverage and it's being strange specific. So like the learning curve to finally being like, we don't need slushies with this, like this does well on its own, but the slushies just a little bit of, of a bonus. If you wanted to go that route. Um, I don't know, just like the, the tasting of it. If you want to compare it to like wine or beer or whatever your preference may be it was kind of just along that same line and just trying to like enjoy the flavor profile to see if it's hitting is it too carbonated is it not carbonated enough is it too not dosed you know strong enough so we just felt like 10 was that sweet spot and the flavor hit dude that's cool because you know
0: imagine people that um maybe have a hard time smoking or they don't want to smoke or they have some health condition or whatever to be able to have a 10 milligram tonic you can actually enjoy the whole drink not be wrecked and it'd be you know something you do at night or on the weekends or some shit when you're like i just want to chill out absolutely enjoy a little something that's what it's all about like, that's innovation at its finest, for real. It's, you definitely got to come up with a line of these and have some, like, right? six-packs or something. You. Yeah, dude. man. Like thanks. I appreciate dope. that.
2: Mm-hmm. That'd be real dope. Just, like, a various flavor, like, cannabis yeah. forward, and maybe we'll I, I have, could like, see, joints like, or something. To I parallel. could see, like, his
0: mom or stepdad yes. enjoying a few of these over, like, Thanksgiving and shit and being like,
1: wow, you know? Oh, yeah. they'd be passing this around. You yeah. got to taste right? this. Because this is, like, I, I'm not trying to boast up. Like, this is phenomenal, dude. It's cool, right? This is something that would go mainstream not that weed's not this Thank this you. is
0: what you feel like the older generation being oh. like oh i can enjoy this because you know some people don't want to smoke or have reasons or you know things but to be able to have a nice little tonic is it, seems, it seems really feasible and it seems like uh it seems like times are catching up now to where this is an option. And I like how you guys went cannabis forward with it instead of trying to mask the shit up. I
2: just feel like that's the, we just like, you know, as the team and I go through this, like I said, it's such a detailed process with all of our input going into it. At the end of the day, like when we make these decisions, it's all about the plant and just trying to really showcase its properties. And we just didn't want to dilute it with anything else. We just really wanted to say, Hey, peach cream gelato, here it is. And like, what else do you want from me? You know, like that's Cooler Are these on the golf course right? on Thursday? <laughs> right.
1: I'm thinking that's like, like on us, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the beach, I would have, I would have two or three of these at the beach. Like, that's yeah, cool. Cause you can have kids and all that and just absolutely. pop over and be like, just
0: chill.
2: And people chill like pill. to mix them and do their own like version yeah. with a little whatever. And, and it's neutral like that cuz it's not yeah. overly sugared or any of that like it's just yes. right where it needs to be and you could mix it without any weird flavor. Oh,
1: this on ice with a right? splash of cranberry? Yeah, bro. Just a tiny, just enough cuz it, it it's a very tonic, right? Which yes. I love. You throw that little bit of sugar, or that little bit of sweetness from a cranberry. I mean, this is yeah. I love too. This is the take. You didn't go uh lemon lime. You didn't go, oh, let's just go these four flavor, like cola. This sure. actually tastes like, like, this is a great product, bro. It's it's very Thank rare you. that, like, you and I know too, your weed is such high quality that like, oh, yeah, I can believe in this too. Like the amount of detail that it takes to put an, an eighth or an ounce together that looks like this, most, right. people, most people can't do it, let alone actually be able to bring flavors behind it that people want. And so then to take that quality and know that you're putting out a product and this is your own take on it. Like I'm a big Sprig soda guy. This is this Thanks. would be my first favorite over that. I'll now. give
2: you guys a case or something, you know, yeah. we'll connect after all this. Got so. something with that. Yeah. yeah. So I so got you guys. Out of
1: everything you
0: brought, I was like looking at that first and was like, damn, yeah. what is that? Just a unique and After his reaction to with all this, so like it confirms like, wow, smart. And 10 milligrams. So you can actually have a couple even if you wanted. And still not be wrecked. Yeah, you could turn it up a little I saw, uh, yeah,
2: right? Give me another,
0: another one. Give <laughs> me another one of them
1: things. Yeah. Your <laughs> eyes are closed, well, whatever. Give me another
2: one. You know? Oh, man. Uh,
1: yeah. Enough. It's a good way to sneak out of the house if you're young. You're like, Dad, you want another soda? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> get two, yeah, right? three in,
2: you're snoring. To make sure no. you know if another youth are getting a hold of that one. I love this, man.
1: Thanks, man. I, I go into all kinds of ideas like, man, you guys collab. Yeah, yeah, yeah it so a, lab with a couple people. I get excited there.
0: about beverages and things that you don't see as often. You don't see as often because it's definitely a higher level of difficulty, um, or it seems like it would be. So you know, you don't see as many people executing and doing stuff like that so that's dope to see for yeah
1: him i mean dude can you imagine then he's got the he'll get the wizard tree Zope collab or the dia i mean like yeah, i can see it start to really yeah this is a this is the best beverage i've had on the market thanks man and i'm Appreciate a big that. he knows me like people will look like you're grabbing a, a big soda consumer. i like to try different i'm like i'll try this oh this is what's okay let me try that and as far as like tonics
2: and sodas it's great well that means a lot coming from you because you guys get to interview so many brands you see it all across the board so it's like you get to actually experience what's in the market in so many diverse ways so that compliment goes a long way and my team would be really happy to hear that
1: every time we've run into you you hand us a jar or you have a jar or something on you (laughs) that's always like whoa look at this what is this
2: yeah every time my team is always like they they're known for me to just be like fully loaded with samples and i just i'm just happy to share the gift man i think when you hide from something for so long and you finally get to showcase what you do i just i don't have to, it's it's don't have to stress out anymore about it and i'm like fuck yeah guys like i'm here to share it you know you guys are obviously connoisseurs you appreciate the craft and your feedback is going to be honest so like that goes a long way too so i'm glad i could share that with you guys and i highly respect your uh Your your opinion on this. Well, I mean,
1: anyone listening, what we're gonna do is we show the product throughout. So that's what's a good thing about actually watching the show. So like we'll be able to showcase what these flowers look like. People will be able to see the difference between this and a lot of stuff that's out there.
2: I wish I would have brought all the shit that Jack (laughs) gave me last night because I was like blown away. It actually just like it was inspiring. You know, like when you see that volume of just craft cannabis, like I hate to use that term because sometimes I feel like it's butchered a lot but it truly is like if you're a craftsman in this industry and the quality coming out above expectation I'm like I feel like a little kid in a candy store and I got all excited last night you know and just high-fiving and I mean you guys get it you, yeah. you love good craft and and I was going nuts you know dude it's like seeing
1: someone hit a home run you're like holy shit yeah there, there was go. a lot of home runs hit last yeah. night when I
2: saw this shit and I'm glad I could share it with you guys and all these jars that I put together and I look forward to your feedback when you get through them. Oh, man. A lot of unique selections and they're all, it feels like grown to the best of their ability, which is dope to see. Yeah. Teams, you know, they're always just challenging themselves. Like whenever, yeah, this is it. And we're good and put your feet up. It's like, man, everyone's just so passionate about the role and what they contribute to the overall success of what we do. It's just, it's, it's awesome to see it.
1: And you have your own dispensary or right? yeah. dispensary. Yeah. How does that come about going from being a grower into getting a license grow and then a dispensary. Cause that's a, that's a big leap.
2: It's wild, man. You know, we, we started out Kush alley over there by the Budweiser factory in North Hills. That was like our, our, our home for a very long time. And then as the brand grew and, and we had different ideas, um, I felt like, I don't know, just, just talking about what could make us stand out in this industry and let them, let everyone know that we're in it for the long run. We just wanted to roll the dice on one because we're all from the valley. It made sense to have a a flagship store in the valley. So we launched our uh, first uh, Maven Genetics uh, retail over there in Tarzana. Um, And it's been been nice to have a voice just to kind of like, you know, showcase that we're here for a long time.
1: Well, I see a lot of real good cultivators. and You see a lot of brands like you curate the shelf like you would curate your menu. It's a way to maintain perspective, too.
0: Cause you guys are getting other brands and products in yeah. there, and then you get to take a look and, and see what's what, what. Up Yeah. <laughs> and no, I like seriously. that shit. You yeah. Know? I like, mean, it's necessary because some people it. get stuck in their own world
2: and they think this is the best. And it's like, well, have you even tried anything no way. else? You know? There's a lot of great brands out there. I like to try everyone's flower, you know, like I love to see who's doing what I, you know, it's just, I love sampling everything. I love rolling joints because I feel like it gives you the truest version of what the flower does and, and uh, the draw from the dry pole to the burn pole to the blowout. Like if you just really break down the whole experience and you're paying attention to detail, man, there's some like, there's some, there's some brands doing it big out there that really know what, what quality is. And, and I love seeing the industry evolve to that. A lot of people, when it first started, just throwing shit in a jar and remember when all the distribution companies were popping up, creating like a gazillion brands that had no soul behind them. And I was like, what is this dude? You know, obviously that phase kind of went out, but the people that are true to it still are a part of it. And and I love seeing what they're putting out there.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that that evolved and that evolved out because you used to have distributions telling growers that they wouldn't pay over a certain amount, then tripling up. And putting a fake brand on it, or doing all yeah. kinds of—it was such a crazy little. That's why I'm like, I have high hopes for where the industry is evolving to, because now you're also seeing brands like Maven have their own dispensary. You're seeing other brands pop up. Before that was not; it was we only had the Med Men's and the huge corporate ones, right? Sure. And no one else was able to get in, and or they're illegal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're seeing the the evolution of this really change to where the alliances and the the reputation you built over 15 years of doing business together, it can evolve to like, Oh, you guys own that smoke lounge. We own this. Let's do something. Like, it's like people are lining up. You were able to see connected in alien labs and then, you know, you oh, yeah. start to see this more and more.
2: Yeah, Those guys set the bar back in the day, man. I looked up to those brands heavily and it was just awesome to see them set the standard for like top shelf flour. So when like we were coming into the market, that shit was a little scary Because we didn't have any hype. We didn't have anything behind us to, um, you know, be next to those brands that were on the top shelf. Jungle Boys was killing it. Flower on the scene was just like, there was so much hype behind all these great brands and Alien Labs and Connected were definitely one of those brands that inspired us because I was like, damn, dude, those guys are doing it. So for us to be on the shelf, we had to come in at a cheaper price because no one knew who the hell we were at all. But I was like, how do we do this? You know, like how do we get a spot on the top shelf next to some of the biggest brands in the industry? We just had to bring our price down and we were okay with that because we wanted to be affordable to everybody. You know, I feel like in those times, um, you know, there's like that brand loyalty. And if no one knows who you are, it's like, how are they gonna pick up your product? People are willing to spend the extra money on brands they're familiar with, and we just tried to keep it consistent and then not be exclusive to a demographic that can't afford us. So coming into the market, we just wanted to be fair to make sure everyone can afford that top shelf and we didn't have any hype. So it was just like, here we go. There it is. You know, you, you guys can decide if you want to support us without any hype. And just, it comes down to quality at the end of the day. Yeah. It comes down to the
0: product customer experience. Yeah. What are some things you guys have learned since you started the retail?
2: (laughs) We're always learning. Um, You know, I think right now in this time of the economy, uh, it's a huge learning curve on how to pivot, um, appreciate your partners that support you on the shelf, but also support them. Um, You know, you can only take so much from a brand with promo units and samples and, and this and that. But at the end of the day, those products, you know, cost those brands, you know, money as well. So if you just try to balance things out with like a fair partnership and you could return that favor... Uh, to make sure that they're gaining traction on your shelf and you pay attention to inventory and not let it age and have to do all this other unnecessary stuff. Um, That's been a big learning curve in the retail space. Uh, How to get uh, people in the door, Um, just being priced fairly. Um, There's only so much you could do right now in the economy. It's super tough. So I think once a month, we like to have the cannabis come out. We do a little uh, parking lot event, have some food vendors come out, tacos, all the things that we kind of like and then we'll you know offer some new strains or have some other great brands out there that want to participate so they could you know the audience that comes on that day uh can try some of their favorite brands strains and go on the bus and just run little discounts to bring people in smart
1: yeah, yeah. and if people didn't know pat gods and black flower you already know is available oh, yeah. at Maven, Maven. Maven. Yeah. dispensary. Yeah. Appreciate you supporting absolutely, us, man. man. For I real. Mean,
0: and that was I, not coerced. That was just you being you, Yeah, which
2: is, you know, your group being your group, which is, uh, it's awesome. Like we appreciate it for sure. Uh, absolutely. You know, and and I love what you guys bring to the industry and your voice, your authenticity, you know, there's like no fluff with what you guys have done for so many great brands and companies out there. So it's such a privilege to sit in front of you guys I want a bunch of black leaf flower when I leave here. And I would love to, you know, sample a little bit more about what you guys got going on. You know? Yeah. I love your branding and I love like you guys pop and, uh, I can't wait to try more of your flower.
1: I'm excited. Especially after seeing this, man, I, I cannot wait to do some type of grow tour or some type of offshoot thing off yeah. this with them. Like, yeah, this is impressive, man. Yeah. It really is. Thank you. Like, you
2: guys got to come through, man. Like we're very seven. trans like transparent on everything we do and um you know just let it let it all out there and you know talk about see some pl- more yeah well, you man, guys are sold on that one i, I think am, so man. man thank you
1: yeah yeah
0: you know what really <laughs> sold me is the 10 milligram and then the fact that uh you're doing like terp flavor forward you're not trying to just make some mixed Dude, drink or some concoction that's not wheat. like you're leaning into it
2: instead of Trying to work around it. There's, exactly. There's so much more to that product without getting too crazy and like scientific. But the gentleman that was on the same page with us, um, he was talking about how to like encapsulate terpenes in the carbonation. And you could actually shelf life this product for, for like ever, he said, and it won't lose it almost gets better like aged wine he was saying wow and i thought that was so impressive and he's like yeah the terpene profiles will actually come out more within time and i was like how do you encapsulate terpenes and carbonation and he just looked at me and smiled i was like you son of a bitch yeah. you do some cool shit you know yeah. and i don't know just being around inspiring people that it's cool. that's where the industry is gonna have to head because with so much production
0: and the fact that flour is like produce like it does go bad it does have a shelf life yes. It can't all just be flowers. So when I see new products and stuff like this hit the market that consumers I know will enjoy um, and and it'll give them a good experience, not an experience where they'll never want to do it again. I get excited because I'm like, this is the future. Like This is what it's going to be. You'll be able to go to somewhat of your grocery store or something and be like, I'm going to get a six pack of Terp Tonics. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Various 100%. flavors. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah. You guys are sparking something too. So. My dad. Oh, I got some dad. ideas. Cranking <laughs> yeah, bro, like, man. I love it.
0: All the people who wouldn't, if you handed them a fat joint, that would be like, holy shit. Like they would have, be able to have one of these and be like, oh, I could do that again. You know, yeah. that's oh. something
2: I enjoy. Dude, it's so funny because I had to do these like, butt tender educations a while back. And one of the shops that I was working with was fairly lenient on product. So I came in there with one of those just to kind of show it off to the bud tenders because we all know like they have the biggest voice over all the brands. you know if you're not taking care of your bud tenders man, good luck. you know they're the ones that really move the needle and yeah. uh, push brands that they like and samples is key. So I went in there bunch of samples, to everybody drinking one of those. And then halfway through it, I was like, Oh shit. You know, like this started to kick in, mm-hmm. but I was like, you got 10 milligrams, bro. Like <laughs> yeah.
1: pain, don't, yeah. don't be getting weird in the yeah. middle of your presentation. <laughs> You're I hyping was like,
2: yourself up. Yeah. I was, I was like hyping myself up, but then I'm also like, are you gonna get weird? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. is it going to happen? And it yeah. didn't, thank God. And I just kept talking and making it happen. But shit, man, sometimes It'll Even 10 will hit you. No, it'll it can. give you the giggles. Yeah, I can already totally, feel it under right? here, you
1: know. It'll yeah. that's why I like <laughs> a properly done drink. Like i I go back because everyone tries to do cola. I don't like the colas. I don't want it to taste like something else. Like this is exactly I want something clean, refreshing, yeah, and also not having like a massive amount of sugar and all. Like this is exactly and I man, I got it spins off so many ideas because the product's quality, not just like, oh well, now you can brand it like this. It's like Great product. My partners product. are going to love to hear that. It is. Man, no, I, I see, see the, fu-
0: the future is going to look more like this. Like one of the homies was uh, they're doing one milligram gummies and you can actually crush a full bag like that, you know, 30 or yeah. 40 in there and you can eat the whole bag yeah. like munchies. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And in my head, I'm like, that's genius because yeah. the problem with gummies is if they're all 10 milligram, you eat one or two, you're not curbing your hunger for the munchies. Like you would a normal food but you're wrecked, you know? Yeah. So by making it one milligram, it's genius. Cause it's yeah, like, you can yeah. have a handful and still, you know, live to see the rest of the day. And I've got a crazy
2: sweet tooth at times, you know, yeah. especially <laughs> when I'm like chilling. That's the, the whole point. You know, I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, you want to be able to enjoy it, the product. Be all you know, paranoid, wonder what happened, you know? Yeah.
0: So like that's where I you. see the future going more and more because it came in like, 500 milligrams one gummy
2: you know and you're like what the fuck oh my god i thought i was gonna die so many times back in those days and they had like the thousand milligram i forgot what brand it was man but there's corova. carova Carova. yeah dude those things insane crazy i remember just taking a big bite of a brownie and i woke up in the middle of the night thinking i was having a heart attack and i was like i hate edibles and now that they're dosed the right way and there's there's like trust behind the product man i'm a big fan of like in the cbn um, to calm down on our crazy industry in the evenings, you know, a little, you know, five yeah. milligram is, you know, that's why powerful. I
0: don't like that. Cause it scars consumers from wanting to ever it totally try it does. again. Same thing with like hot dabs and shit. Yeah. Same thing happened, you know, and you want people to, to be willing to explore and to try new things, not to have one experience and be like, never again. That's Which how is I how thought. it's typically been, you know? Yeah. Well, and
1: the same thing with alcohol, right? It's like when you when you hear people have like, Oh, I had a night out with Patron and I'll never drink Patron again. Like you hear that story with a lot of people taking fucking 20 shots. And that's the same with drinking a hundred milligrams of a You're on a roller coaster that like that thing's leaving. There's no getting off halfway. Right. I, I, I say edibles is like that. Like you're strapped in and it's leaving. Yeah. So just know wherever, however, if this thing does a triple backflip, you're on it for that. Oh yeah. If this thing only goes up and down, you're on it for that too. But like, here you go. Put your helmet and your seatbelt on. Get ready. Yeah. (laughs) I love stuff like this though. And I I see so much opportunity with that, like he's saying. And then also knowing you're not putting out shitty quality product. And then everything's just a branding strategy, like top, top notch flower, which then relays to every product, your extracts, your, your tonics, your, I mean, on and on the rosins, the hash holes. Yes. The pre-rolls, even knowing that
2: that flower is this flower. Oh, yeah, it is. On. And like, you know, everyone's so like picky about what goes into your eighth jar. So we're super mindful of that because the consumer and what they're spending, you better give the people the, the best bang for their buck. Right. And everyone has this old stigma of like, oh, is there shaking it? Is so I was like, dude, we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot to put <laughs> yeah, bullshit in our yeah. pre-rolls. We have yeah. plenty of weed to go around and we'll just take the smaller buds that don't fit the jars because- it's just not aesthetically pleasing, you know? And then we'll use that product for our pre rolls. It's all great, bud. It's like, why why make any shortcuts when you could just keep delivering good quality? That goes back to the same thing I was just
0: saying about the edibles and shit. People putting shake and stuff in pre rolls. Yeah, right. Then no one's down to buy pre rolls now. They're like, well, nah, I'm good on that shit. Pre
2: rolls had a horrible name for themselves because yeah. so many people were doing you that. Take for advantage a long time. of the
0: fact that you're not actually seeing the product and you're having to trust. Now, what the product yeah. is and then people take advantage of that and now you got a market of consumers that are like i don't smoke pre-rolls so even if your pre-roll is dope they're not even willing to try it and that that hurts the market more than it helps the market and at the end of the day that's what we don't want yeah. you know so that's why i get excited about new products and new thing when you get it right it's like damn people are actually going to love this and then that's going to change their mind on the whole idea of it's all
1: bad.
2: Oh yeah. You know, like, yeah. oh, I don't take any of that shit. Yep. You don't see that brand smoking their own pre-roll. You know, there's something up with it. Yeah, you know? for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. You better uh, be I'm smoking on the, yeah. <laughs> the BOGO. Yeah. Ain't no BOGO. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. What, yeah. uh? what are you, what are you smoking on recently? Like what's been your go-to man? I literally roll up lots of flower, you know, um, from multiple brands just so I could kind of see what's current. My lady works at a at a dispensary, Exotics over there in Highland. Oh, and nice. they have so many great strains. You know, they have yep. like tons of awesome brands, not strains I mean but a, a, a lot of great brands. And she'll talk to me about the hype that's in the industry. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like bring that home. You know, I want to see what's out there. Smart. And, the, and it's cool for me to get a pulse on the market because yep. she's a big cannabis enthusiast and she's a connoisseur, bro. She's like a chimney, teaches me a lot where I'm like, damn, dude, these brands are killing it because I see what's on the shelves, but I don't get the opportunity to engage with all these new brands that I think deserve, you know, to have their hand raised as well. And uh when I when she brings all this stuff home, I'm like, fuck, dude, these brands are killing it. You see you it know? For yourself. Yeah. And then like off the top of my head right now, I can't remember who they are, but I've met some of these cats. I like their packaging. I go to events and I see them. And it's just uh it's nice to see companies taking their time to put quality out there, and I love everyone's uniqueness on uh, their representation of their branding. You know, it's just so cool to see it all. And I'm always rolling up different things and judging it, and like dry pull, burn, you know, all those things where I'm like, fuck yeah, that company's doing it. So that's a great thing to have. Did you meet your wife in the industry? You know, we cross, yeah, actually we crossed paths many times in the industry. And I was like, I never wanted to date anyone in the industry. It's too much cannabis talk. Um, <laughs> but she's just got such a big heart and such a great person. And the more we just kind of like let things fall into place, it organically just made sense. It was effortless. And it's just, you know, it's, it's cool to share that uh, commonality and have your biggest cheerleader, you know, cause I, the, the feeling of defeat no matter how people perceive us as this like big brand and we're doing this or that. It's like, nah, like I honestly feel the defeat every day. It feels like a kick to the nuts. I got to motivate myself to get out there and grind. And she's always the one supporting me and like, you're, honey, you're like, you're doing it. Like get out there and go. And I'm like, thank you for that. Because you know, you guys, you guys know what it's like. You start your own company, you're trying your best and it's not easy. It doesn't come with the reward No matter how long you're doing it, like even till this day with my 24 years, I still feel like I'm scratching the surface and the biggest challenges are still yet to come. And I embrace all that. That's how you keep going. Yeah. And you guys are in it too. And that's why I'm saying all of us together, knowing that we're all kind of feeling the same way, communicating on it, what the hardships are, trying to vet your partnerships, quality, what you guys are doing right. You know, like all that stuff I think is great for brands to get together and talk about. So we're all in it to win it for the long run. Yeah. It keeps everybody going. Yeah. It's good to have a it's good motivating. Team. Without a good team, you're not going to last. Nah. It's not like, going to happen. No, you got you to gotta have that good solid foundation and that's what's going to lead to the W. Totally agree. Yeah. What
0: are some things you are looking forward to for the future? 2024. You know, it's coming right around
2: the corner. It's crazy to say. Yeah. You know, where'd this year go? Right um you know watching things evolve in like the uh the vape market we have an alchemy line coming around uh we've been doing a lot of r&d with like live rosin and resin and checking out the viscosity on how they burn with certain hardware because i feel like you get cheated a lot when they're like oh it's like a rosin card or this and that it's like yeah how much are you really getting out of that you know sometimes it works sometimes it falls flat And hardware is a huge play in the success of that product. You know, you could have a fucking amazing product, but the hardware is going to dictate the success of that product line. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of R&D, and I feel like our Alchemy line is going to do a a pretty good launch since we've, you know, vetted the hardware and the burn and the consistency all the way through. I feel like the consumer is going to get the best bang for their buck. And um, we look forward to launching that line. Um, all of the new strains that we've been working on, like the cross pollinations from like everything, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Like this is years of work. So I feel like 2024, um, we're just going to elevate what we did last year and, uh, hope to stay on track and just keep moving forward and just try to bring that quality to the industry and a couple of new skews, you know? How how long do you guys typically
0: R&D something like the Alchemy line or, you know, if you're testing out hardware and stuff like that, what's that
2: process look like? Shit, you know, <laughs> we'll be doing mixed ratios. My my partner, Mike, will be putting these things together and we'll be doing R&D in the golf course and like seeing what burns the best and take this home and then give it to a couple other uh, teammates and, and get all that feedback, you know, at least for like the vape line, you know, for that. Yeah. Um, and then once we figure out the ratios and we're like, all right, the terpene profiles were heating, the burn was consistent. It lasted long. All right, let's go on this one. So, you know, that's part of the process and in the, in the flavor profile, like you want to make sure that you're not getting that burnt, like popcorn thing that happens with the wrong heating element. Um, because if you take back to back hits, the second hit could taste like shit. And we just want to make sure that it's consistent. So that takes some time. I'd like to say maybe about a year, you know, about a year or so. There's so many factors. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, think
1: about taking the best ice wax or the best rosin you've ever had and then putting it on a red hot nail. It doesn't matter how good it is. You're not going to get any. And so it's the same thing with hardware. And then the hardware, there's so many different versions. They're almost the industry for hardware is kind of figuring it out as they go as well. So you're seeing people, yes. you'll see a, a a rosin pen pop up that actually kind of works right. And then everyone in the industry will start using it. And then they'll realize, well, there's still a high failure rate. It's better than what we had, but it's still not great. And then the next one will come. Yeah. And you see this in waves because I'm paying attention right now to a few companies that are making rosin pens that actually hit proper. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's such a nuanced thing because also- different terpenes burn at different rates so your your pen that's burning gmo is not the same as your pen that's burning skittles or vice versa right different flavors you want at lower temps or higher temps so it's a tough thing no one size fits all exactly and that's why the figuring out process so now they're finding oh well there's pens where you can adjust the temperature in between this range which is perfect for strains of rosin because also to get rosin into a pen is also a whole nother process it's not just take the rosin shove it in a pen it's take the rosin basically almost like decarb it bring it down to a liquid form and then fill pens with it without heating it up too bad to where you off gas terpenes because that's the whole thing is like It's a, it's a very nuanced process and I'm, and people don't take in that into consideration. They're like, give me a rosin pen. Oh, this is how much it's like, bro, between the strain, the hardware, figuring out how to get it in there and how to break it down to us. It's, it's a science. It It really is.
2: That's why like great things don't happen fast. We really take our time to put these things out. And make sure that we're confident in it because, you know, in the, in the learning curve of things, you get eager and you put shit out there in a rush and you're like, Ooh, maybe we shouldn't have done that right away. You know, and that's how we kind of were with Rosin in the very beginning where I was like, dude, this is not it. You know, we don't need to be putting skews out there just to put it out there. So we went back to the drawing board and that's been our process is really vetting it making sure we're on the same page. And, um, yeah, it it does take about a year before you finally solidify what's going to hit. You know, from the packaging to the design, all of it, and then letting it, let alone making sure the hardware works well. That's so to let yeah. me up. <laughs> right? like, I feel I'm it. like lit up right like now. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. oh it good.
0: is a hundred. Nah. I
1: read that wrong. I'll be sitting in this chair for two or three hours. Yeah, no, you'll
2: be good, man. The heart <laughs> oh, attack will go away.
1: <laughs> no, I'm good. I consume. I I know how to handle my medicine.
2: What's um what's in your guys' game plan for like this year to come? You know, you got a, a great brand that's launching and you're getting this whole momentum what what do you guys plan on like enjoying joining any events or participating in za entering some flower like what do you guys where this do you guys guy, see this yourself guy, uh
0: tried to um enter into olympics last year but or this year but he missed the bus well i got
1: the first the round business. where they voted you into making the ZA olympics yes. round yes and then when it came up time-wise i'm like i have a crop that's about five weeks before and then three weeks after Fuck. And because I don't have a bunch of rooms. We had three, you know, three rooms. So it's like everyone, even if you spread them out, it's still like, six seven weeks right between having fresh flour, so i was like do i hold flour back for four to five weeks and i know this is a strict competition this isn't some bullshit. yeah so i gotta come with like you gotta come swinging with oh yeah and i was like or i'm gonna be like a week or two late so i talked to him and i couldn't turn in that late right a couple days but not we so it was just like yeah i it's not gonna make miss it. the bus yeah it's not easy because you're growing a plant. it's one thing for someone to be like go buy those packs and We'll just stick them in our bags and we'll call it this. And it's different when you're trying to figure out rooms though, to be like, okay, is this going to make it in time? Because like, even as, even as a brand that even if you don't grow your own product, if the grower doesn't have your flower ready. Yeah. If it's not
0: fresh, you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to try. And you
1: know, right now too, a lot of strains like are decomposing at a different rate. Like we're seeing things really go quick, smells like, and it has to do with nutrients and it has to do with the environment you're keeping the flower in after harvest. But yeah, I mean, five, six weeks after harvest is starting to get there. Fresher the better.
2: Absolutely. I I love the fact that you are the grower of your own brand. Yeah. you're being in tune with the flower, bro, and like being hands-on is such a special thing that It just comes with like a real level of authenticity that you know what goes into the craft and the whole process across the board. So I I really take my hat off to both you guys for being in tune with that and just like understanding what it takes to create amazing brands with great flour and putting it out there for people to see. Like, I I love that about you guys.
1: Well, it's the same with you and your dispensary. You, you you come from the other side so you appreciate putting brands on and showing them off and and taking lessons from other people staying and, in tune with yeah. what's going on
0: yeah you know in the front lines which is like ultimately what the consumers say it's not what we think yeah it's what yeah. the people buying an eighth every other day think you know and, and yeah constantly coming in wanting to try new stuff and you know what they say and what they think is ultimately what um is overall going to be said and heard in my opinion is you know like you said the bud tenders they know too because they're in there every single day working it seeing everybody's stuff trying yeah. everybody's stuff so they have the most perspective they hear
2: it all a lot too. of
0: people just only smoke their own shit only see their own shit and so their perspectives way off um, one dimension it's harder to take that opinion serious versus someone who tries everything knows yeah. about everything sees everything so it's that dope to see yeah um we got the family reunion end of January. It'll be our second annual one. We that's did cool. one earlier this year. Yeah, You definitely got to pull up with the team. Absolutely. You family know, we get everybody yeah. uh, that's been on the show and then everyone that's a fan of the show together. I and love just that, just party, man. celebrate, have fun. There's no competition, but it's, you know, our idea is that we're creating a community. Hopefully collaborations will be born of it and people get to come together, celebrate, show off what they've been working hard on and just have fun, enjoy themselves. Yeah. So we'll definitely be doing Thank that you. and then uh more tours. We want to travel more, we want to go see more, want to do some international stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the plans of it. Just I love that. keep growing the team, keep looking for talented creatives and
2: people that are passionate about the same shit we are, and then keep building this family. I love it. I mean, you guys do have such a great voice in this industry, and you've gotten some heavy hitters in front of the microphone in front of you guys so it's like i I see nothing but greatness ahead for you and stoked to see the brand launch and everything that you have in your agenda for the next year thank oh, yeah, you man. Yeah. we're Shame. blessed
1: we're blessed that people trust us enough
2: Absolutely, to come man. tell their story right
1: like we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for big brands trusting us that we would give them the platform and not do them dirty or expose them on anything you know like hey man here's an honest conversation with this person sure with no yeah. bias or to us, us trying to clickbait it you
2: know? Yeah, We could get into some behind-the-scenes shit off mic and camera, (laughs) you know what I mean? If you want to hear some fucking real crazy stories, you know, I definitely have a bunch of those in my back pocket, but, you know, I like to be in the moment, but it's also nice to share war stories for the legacy guys that have been out there that really paved the road and risked a lot for us to be in the position that we're in, man. It wasn't a walk in the park, you know, at all back then, and we all just kept to our grind and our passion, and to be here and talk about our craft is like... Such special times, and uh, you know, I just hope all these brands that have worked hard win
0: absolutely with good leaders leading the way and leading by example. I don't see how it couldn't be done, so gotta keep fighting the good fight and keep showing up. And uh, you
2: know, I like how positive you are and that you're pushing that, that means a lot. It's you know, the the feeling of defeat is there all the time, man. So it's so easy to be negative because it feels so heavy all the time, but at the end of the day, like I'm waking up. I get to do what I'm passionate about. I get to do it with some of the best partners to like live this dream, which is sometimes a nightmare, but man, I couldn't be more thankful to do it with the people that I get to be on this journey with. And, and with that alone, man, like, let's just go, let's just keep it moving. You know? Yeah. Gratitude.
1: Where can people, besides obviously Maven dispensary, where can they get your flower? Because people have to try this, like, have to.
2: And on, on our website, we highlight a lot of our brand partners, you know, or our retail partners, I guess you could say. So you could find that on the uh, Maven website. And then um, I think it's mavenmvn.com. Um, and that'll show all the retail partners that we're in. And um, yeah, man, we're, we're always just trying to, you know, build those partnerships, open more doors. What are you guys on Instagram? It's uh, Maven Genetics Official. Uh, We got shadow banned a lot. I mean, of course, everyone's lost their Instagram and whatnot. So uh, we have a Maven Genetics official. That seems to be our main, main page today. Fire. (laughs) Everyone has like this year on this Instagram. Instagram.
1: It's like version (laughs) 3.0. No, this, this, you got to try though. I recommend the pop rocks. I definitely recommend any of the orange strains, even for people that aren't into orange. I mean, this is a very different take on it than I've, this is reminds me of like a purple version of orange tree, like a candied orange tree. Phenomenal. I I love
2: those strains, man. I love the real gassy ones that are just like nasty that remind you of that, like real pungent, gnarly OG from back in the day. And then I've always loved that like Christmas tree kind of citrusy, noses those always appeal to me yeah absolutely well shit man we appreciate it bro yeah thank um, you guys we'll we'll take it back
0: to off the mic be chopping it up with shane and shout out to the whole team shout out to maven genetics yeah. thanks keep doing you guys the same man we love what you guys are doing first smoke of the day thank yeah, you guys know what it is man first smoke of the day we're out peace oh shit i lost the link oh it's right here <laughs> if you like this episode watch more click right here Right here.